Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to episode 92 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today we are going to talk about conquering seasonal affective disorder symptoms or the winter blues. So I know that the first, you know, seasonal affective disorder is a diagnosed by a physician. So if that's you, then this is not intended to give medical advice. This is more if you're having, like me, uh, some... I guess, uh, not really depression, but just some lack of energy, not really wanting to do anything besides put your pajamas on at about five o'clock when it gets dark so early because the skies are gray and you live in the Midwest and it's just blah, blah, blah. And I don't think it matters where you live. I'm just, I'm in the Midwest, so I'm giving that as a personal example. But uh, as soon as that weather shifts from summer and we start to get the chillier weather and we have shorter days, uh, I think it's really difficult uh, especially as a runner when we're used to getting outside and getting in our vitamin D from the sun and enjoying the nice weather and then there's a shock when the weather turns. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is some ways that you can combat this and you know deal with the winter blues. I, I think the first thing is just to acknowledge it, that it is freaking hard. Uh, when the sky is gray and we we literally will go days without having the sun, it's really important to note that mentally so you realize why you feel the way that you do and you can do something about it. So the minute you take ownership over it and you realize, hey, it's actually the weather that's making me feel this way and I've got to make some changes so that I can maintain my productivity, maintain my mental fortitude and you know not get really down. If you can take those actions, that's going to be your way to deal with this. And let me tell you, it, I'm a working in progress as far as this goes because when the skies are gray Sarah can get that way too uh but anywho okay so the first thing is uh, you know I'd encourage you to try your very darndest to get your morning run and get it done first thing uh, if at all possible with your schedule and that's probably going to mean you're going to have to invest in a headlamp or a chest lamp of some kind. I used to laugh at people with those you know when I was younger we were like what in the world because you know it could go running at four o'clock and nothing bothered us right but uh, there's there is a real benefit to getting up and getting it done and the bonus here is you might even get to see the sun rise and that is pretty darn cool. Make sure that you're in a safe area and that you're doing everything that you can to you know maintain that safety but really a good headlamp 
uh, makes it so that it's it's not so bad after all. Uh, play around, with, you know, make sure that you find a good one. I, I used the chest thing for a while, but I felt like it moved around. If anybody's got a recommendation for a headlamp that they absolutely love, send it over and I will post it for everybody to see. Uh, but, you know, I think that's the way to go is to maintain your morning run and you might even get to see the sunshine. <clears throat> the reason that that exercise and the morning run is so important is that the exercise increases the exercise increases the blood flow to the brain and that in itself can combat that the depression feeling that you get so even though the gray skies are going to be out there during the day they're not going to affect you as much because you have gotten your morning run in so that's that's first and foremost the other thing that you can do if you're, you know, a pretty social person and you find that, you know, when the skies are gray, you're more apt to go home right after work or if you work from home, just, you know, not get out because it is chilly, uh, you know, set some, find some friends to run with either in the morning or even someone to walk with in the evening or, you know, join the gym for six months and it'll force you to get out and about. Uh, you might want to take a fitness class or if you don't enjoy that, even just being around other people is going to lift you up uh, and it'll get you outside of the dark too. The gyms are usually quite well lit and a good place to, you know, hang out when it's dark and windy and rainy outside. I'm not saying you have to run in there, but uh, it's, I do think there's going to be benefits to joining a gym and going in there versus running in your basement. Hey, if you're one of those people that enjoys running in your basement, like don't change it by all means. But if you're having a hard time with that, then, you know, invest in a six-month gym membership. A lot of them anymore let you pay month by month. So you might want to check that out. Okay. Uh, the next one, this is kind of the opposite of joining the gym, but it's getting outside if you can. And I guess I should have talked about that one with the morning run. Those two would have coincided together. But I think the important thing here is that if you aren't getting out in the morning for your run, if you're doing that inside, whether it's in the basement on the treadmill or at the gym, get outside later in the day if you can. So just the fresh air is going to help tremendously, even if it's five minutes. I would highly recommend trying to do the run outside if at all possible but if the weather just drives you crazy or if it's super icy and not safe then you know see if you can get outside and at least get some fresh air sometime during the day it will make a huge difference uh you know you can always drive to a trail where it's a little less windy and protected or uh you know to somewhere where it's it's not as bad as far as the the wind goes. That's that's what it's like for me. All right. As far as inside your house, these things, you know, they're not going to apply directly to your running, but it does apply to your running, guys, because you're not going to be able to be the rest, best runner or the, the best at your health and fitness if the rest of your life isn't together. Uh, so if you're really struggling, like a lot of us do with the gray, you know, keep your lights on. This isn't a time to keep your house all dark uh, or save on electricity. Like turn your lights on, open your blinds, make it lit up in your house. Because if 
if it gets dark, what are you going to feel like doing? You're going to feel like going to the couch. Uh, I know a lot of people use light therapy. I'm, I'm going to say, hey, try it if you want to try it. I've never done it myself, so I don't know about it and I don't want to recommend it, but I know that there's data on it scientifically that it can really help. So that would be another option. Uh, you know, I said, you know, keep the lights on so that you're not like prone to go get on the couch. One thing that will really help is if you schedule your rest. And what I mean by that is no different than you would schedule your run or schedule, you know, a meeting for work. Schedule in if you're going to watch a movie or you're going to do Netflix, like just make it part of your routine and figure out what days you're going to do that or on the weekend. Is there going to be one day when you do that for a couple hours in the afternoon and kind of veg out a little, whether it's Christmas movies or whatever, you know, something like that. Schedule it, you know, so that you know when that rest is coming. So if you're tempted during a different time, you're going to be more likely like, okay, no, I'm not going to skip my workout today because I know that on Thursdays, that's usually when I come home, you know, just put my pajamas on early and it's my veg out night. Whatever that is, you're going to be more apt to do it uh, and, and not do it every day if it's literally scheduled in. There's nothing wrong with rest and relaxation. Uh, we just don't want to become couch potatoes in the winter after we've worked so hard in the summer. Uh, you can also schedule in other things. So you've got your workout scheduled. Schedule in some arts and crafts. Like try a different thing that you've never done. Take an online course. Like learn something new. There's nothing that's going to perk you up in the winter when you have the winter blues. Like taking an online course and learning something new or learn a language for goodness sakes. I don't care what it is, but just don't get in the thing where, you know, you're watching TV and that's all you're doing besides your workouts because uh, you're not going to be mentally stimulated enough. So there's all kind of pod, all kinds of podcasts out there. All kinds of audiobooks. There's all kinds of free online learnings out there. Just pick something that you're passionate about and say, hey, this winter or this fall, you know, when I have a little extra time because the days are shorter, so I'm inside more, you know, I'm going to work on this, this, and this, and I'm going to learn three new things, you know, and figure out one a month, something like that. But set some goals that are aside of your health and fitness, and it'll make your health and fitness even better. So that's pretty cool. Uh, another tip would be to read more. And oh my gosh, I, I don't know if you guys struggle with this, but I think most of us read less than ever before. I, when I did 75 hard, it was awesome because it made me read a certain number of pages per night. Uh, but I think running books are so great to read. So read an autobiography. You know, pick up a couple books and put them on your Christmas or holiday gift list and, you know, gift them to yourself and read that instead of watching the TV. And again, schedule it in. Schedule in some good reading spa time for yourself. Uh, and that's going to be motivational in itself. Uh, another one, this is really huge for me because I find that my number of steps really goes down in the winter. I just sit way more. Uh, it's easy for me in the evening to just plop down and not get back up. So uh, just walk steps, okay? So we're talking if you have to like get up every hour and walk the steps 10 times, 
uh, walk around your house if you can. Like if you have a house where you can walk a couple laps, like do it every hour and it will pay off. Uh, it's always great to go walk the mall, uh, even going walking through Target. Like you're getting up and you're moving. Um, it's, it's, it's so easy for me now because I use a lot of the services like the grocery and delivery and things like that when times are busy. So then I literally don't move besides my workout. That is not good and that's not going to help with my winter blues. So find places to walk. Walk the stairs, walk your house, walk the neighborhood. Uh, you know, in the evening, just do a lap here or there uh, and try to stand up as much during the day. I know I had a podcast a long time ago about the walking desks, and I think that is a fabulous idea. And then the last thing that I'm going to end with today is food. Uh, so we all know that we tend to go towards more comfort foods in the winter or in the fall. Like if you think of fall and winter, it reminds you of like heavier type foods, comfort foods. Uh, and it doesn't have to be that way because what you actually find is that the comfort foods are going to make you feel even worse. So if you eat a lot of the high sugar, high processed foods, high in carbohydrates, you're going to feel more like staying on the couch. So if you're not going to eat those, what are you going to eat instead? We really want to focus on omega-3 fatty acid foods. And the number one for that is going to be fish like salmon. So that would be one thing that you could shoot to try to eat it one time a week. Even if you do that and you know you're having something that is considered a brain food, you're doing something in the right direction. And when those skies are gray, you're going to look out and think, okay, the skies may be gray, but I am taking advantage of every single thing that I can do to get a dopamine hit or to get a different kind of boost to my brain uh, besides from the sun. So I'm going to do that. We want to make sure we're getting plenty of vitamin D. Uh, obviously, we get vitamin D from the sun. So if you're not outside, which most of us are not going to be, you're going to need to up your vitamin D levels in the like fall and winter and early spring probably are going to need to take vitamin D all year round. That's something to take up with your doctor. You can get a level taken, but uh, most likely it's not going to hurt you to take a supplement. You know, again, I'd never recommend anything without checking with the doctor, but uh, vitamin D is one of those that I guarantee most of you are probably either low or on the borderline low. So it's going to be something you can't hurt probably by taking a supplement. So evaluate that and get something done there. The other quick tricks are going to be berries. So it's, you know, it's easy to like eat a lot of snack foods when you're, you know, on the couch and it's gray out. Uh, so berries are going to be one where blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, I've talked about berries before, uh, and they have all sorts of different vitamins, but they're again, they're a brain food. And by brain food, I mean a brain boosting food. They can literally boost your mood. So if you can't get the sun, you can get your berries. Uh, bananas are another really good one. So if you wanted to have a sliced banana in your oatmeal or just a banana on its own, a banana with some almond butter would be a great snack. Uh, and again, bananas are brain boosting foods. So you can go and know I'm doing everything I can to get the right uh, boost to my brain. And then the last one that I'll add uh, for foods is dark chocolate. Uh, I've talked about dark chocolate on this podcast 
again and I'll say it again. Like if you want a treat, uh, have, you know, some dark chocolate, like the real stuff. You got to have at least 75%, if not more, uh, to have it have a boost. But you can find that pretty easily. And it's not overly bitter. Uh, people sometimes have a hard time getting used to it. But uh, after the, the fact, it's actually quite good. So that would be worth a try for you. All right. So as, you know, just a summary I think, again, own it, guys. Own that the winter is hard. But we, you know, I've said it so many times on this podcast, we can do hard things. Uh, and we don't want to do all, like, let all of our hard work from the summer just go to pit and then have to get back in shape in the spring. So make a commitment to yourself that you are going to, you know, not have heavy sugar foods that are going to make your blood sugar go up and down and you're going to be super cranky. You know, pick some brain boosting foods, even if it's one of them a week and you say, I'm going to have salmon once this week. Then the next week I'm going to focus on the berries. I don't care, but just do something that you know is working toward your goal of fighting the winter blues. Get outside if you can. Walk, walk, walk. Schedule your rest so that you know your rest is coming and you're not tempted to take rest when you shouldn't. And, you know, let me know what other tips you have. This is not an easy thing to handle. So we we have to all work together, but we can totally do it. And those grace guys do not have to stop you from getting your running and your fitness in. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.